Well, welcome back, folks. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show with yours truly, Jason Kurtman. And on the other end of this network, I'm bringing his mic up now just because it needs to be. It's Jim, the winner of the Busker of the Year Award, Nelson. Hello, Jim. Hola. Yeah, you know what a busker is, right? I haven't a clue. It's not a trussle. <laughs> no, a busker is a street performer. Uh, a living that I would be very happily content making uh, with that as my profession. I've, I've always wanted to be a busker. I'm just sort of weird that way. You ever run into them out, uh, up there up north in the Motown uh, area there? Probably not, I'm guessing. A little bit. You, usually not a whole lot, though. Yeah? I've seen some, some cool buskers doing uh, things like... Uh, uh, contact juggling. Yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, and that's yeah, contact juggling yeah. is cool. I I would if I was going to be a busker, I would get a Ralph the Dog outfit and a keyboard, and 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 do that. You know, like one of Henson's Muppets. I would do that. But I'm just I'm weird that way. So um, anyway, this is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. The late night, early morning edition, whatever you <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Jim and I are doing something we don't do too often. I started to take my glasses off, Jim, and then I realized I can't see. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, it is late night. It's 11.30 uh, Michigander time, 9.30 uh, here in the Tularosa Basin, where I like to say the women are beautiful and the men are just finely groomed. But... Uh, Let's get into a little business here this week. Uh, the Biscuits and Gravy Show is brought to you by SudsySoapery.com. I'm getting my package in the mail this week. Another one I can't wait. Check them out, SudsySoapery.com, and use the discount code of Jason. Also, Jim, did you have you gotten any more Amber Alerts this week? No, I have not, happily. That's good news. But it's very important that we keep our phones set to receive those emergency alerts. Oh, emergency alerts emergency alerts I, I said Be alert that, yeah the world needs more alerts i can't say alert because i'm not alert <laughs> <laughs> um oh also got to mention our fantastic website.com and uh you can download our programs there download ours and a few others a lot of good stuff going on there which uh, i'm going to bring up jim and i were talking this week about what we could do to improve the show for you and we decided the best way to do that is to start off by letting you have a say in it. So, not that we don't anyway, but um, we've got a survey. Jim, I haven't told you this. I created a survey, and the link to it is on the homepage of our fantasticwebsite.com. So you might want to check that out. Um, I will read off some of the questions to you. Um, we are asking for your full name and email address, and that's so that we can automatically enter you into future contest, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Jim, have you got the link up to that? No, I do not. Okay. Well, I'll read them off real quick. If you'd like to be entered in our contest giveaways, please submit your address for delivery purposes. That's one of the. That's the first question. Second question is on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate the program? Number one being uh, and number ten being love it. Um, the next question, is there a segment or topic you would like to see added to the program? The next question, is there a segment or topic you would like to see removed from the po program? Uh, the next question is, what are your favorite parts of the show? And you can check all that apply. 
the biscuits, which is a serious political philosophy and other thought-provoking substances. The gravy, that's that's my specialty. Weird criminal stories, product reviews, jokes, dialogue, etc. Smartphone application suggestions and reviews, shout-outs, the occasional guest, and the quotes of the week. And then we've even got a spot there where you can type in something else. Uh, the next segment is How Do You Listen? And there's a whole list of them, Jim. Streaming via the Big Basin Internet Radio through the website. On demand through the website, our fantastic website.com. Streaming via the Big Basin Internet Radio on your Roku. Or on demand Roku. You can listen to it both ways on Roku. Streaming via the Leading Edge Radio Network. Or streaming via the Leading Edge Radio Network on Roku. On demand through iTunes, on demand through Google Play, or on demand through Shout Engine. And in case I couldn't think of any other way, there's a there's an other spot there. The next question is, on a scale of one to five, how would you would you uh, recommend the show to your friends? Number one, probably not. Number five, absolutely. And of course, the next question is, would you like to be considered as a guest on the program? There's a drop down. One says, yes, now, call me. <laughs> the other one says, depends on the subject. Uh, the next one says, I'd have to think about it. The other one says, are you kidding? No, I just want to warm the benches. And that's fine, too. We <laughs> like. I was a bench warmer growing up, Jim. And then there's a spot for additional comments. So I think that just about covers everything we could possibly ask, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty good. Okay, so there is a link to that on ourfantasticwebsite.com. And speaking of contest, we've got the contest, Jim. Um, we're going to have a computer-generated drawing on December 31st for the Roku and the uh, for the Roku Extreme Plus Express Plus player. And then we're also going to give away a set of hamburgers from Omaha steaks. I still got a few of those left in my freezer. I can't wait to to cook them. Now, don't be alarmed. I'm not cooking the ones I'm giving away. You know, it's totally separate. You'll get a fresh box direct from Omaha steaks. So, uh, let's see. Want to help us out? Want to support us and get some Christmas gifts at the same time? Check out thebigbasin.com, the store in the upper left-hand link of the website there. Something good to, good to check out. Got some great products there. I'm going to put some Put a video up sometime this week about the knife we talked about last week. So, uh, let's see. Jim, let's get on. You got any shout-outs? Uh, not this week. Nope. Well, I've got one. I've got a great shout-out. I would like to shout-out to my brother, Zach. He and I are kind of going back and forth on uh, the Robinhood app. He's actually made some money. Made... Made some decent money. Well, decent money in my book. You know, that $20, that's decent money to me. Um, I wouldn't turn it away. But uh, on the Robinhood app, he and I are kind of getting into it. He's learning a lot, teaching me some stuff. Um, Jim, you know you know my dad. Right. Yeah. There were, um, you know, he turned 70 last week. Can Four, you, or three score and seven? Yeah. Uh, three score and ten? Three score and ten, yes. Yes, and he would have corrected you on that before you corrected yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, he turned 70 last week. A couple of days before he turned 70, my brother Zach and my other brother Paul went out and bought two kayaks. Have you ever been kayaking? 
I have. What do you think of it? Um, I would have liked it better if I hadn't been without a life vest and in the largest swells that Oahu had seen in 10 years. Oahu. That would be Hawaii, Oahu. Yes. Okay. But I liked it. I loved it. I'd like to do more of it. Just not under those exact circumstances. You just quoted a country song, I think. Did I? I yeah, I, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Yeah, you did. There's a country <laughs> song. That, yeah, I'm sure that was unintentional. Well, on my dad's 70th birthday, he took the kayak out uh, in the lake behind their house. They got a lake that's, I think it's about 12 acres. And he just, he looked, my brother took a picture of him and, and posted it. And I got inspired. I want a kayak now. And, um, I've been shopping around, kind of window shopping. I'm not going to buy one till probably spring. Been talking to a buddy of mine at work, Mitch. We're actually uh, planning a trip. A What we're wanting to do is do a two-day trip. You know, uh, go down part of the river, camp, and then go down the rest of the way. Uh, we're, we're thinking about doing the Rio Grande here in, here in nice. New Mexico. Now, there's... There's two parts of it. One one part where which is closer to where we live is kind of what I call dead water. It's it's just it, it flows but it's real slow and not dangerous. And then as you get up closer to Albuquerque on the north side, you're talking about some class 2 whitewater type rafting. Um, we're thinking about depending on if the river is full doing the slow you know, somewhere around uh, Persia Dam, I think that's how they pronounce it, and and if the water's full enough, uh, going all the way to Las Cruces, which is about, in my estimation, about 65 miles. On Google Earth, you pull up that river, and it looks like most of it is just dry creek bed. I'm hoping it's not the case if we decide to do that. If it is, well, we'll head up and do some of those Class Two rapids. So my brother Zach has inspired me for that. That's, that's my shout-out of the week. So... Somebody's playing around in the tracker, Jim, right? Is that you? Nope. Have you have you come up with any quotes? No, I have not. Well, <laughs> good thing I got enough for the both of us. Excellent. Folks, in all fairness, Jim's been extremely busy this week, and I understand that. Um, here's, here's one I overheard at work, and I love this. This was from a coworker of mine named R.E., the difference between a bad haircut and a good haircut is about one week. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's true. You know, you get a bad haircut, ah, let it grow out a week or two. It's good, you know. So, yeah, I thought when I heard that, I just about fell out of the chair laughing. I thought that is a great quote. So, um, and I remember this one, too. This one's from Teddy Roosevelt. If you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. Right. Right? Yeah, so that was Teddy Roosevelt. Okay, I got some other uh, quotes for you, Jim, here. But the, it's time to play Who Said It? I, I hope you haven't cheated on this now. So, who said, man cannot live by bread alone, he must have peanut butter? I don't know. President James Garfield. Probably that's one of... Go ahead. No, no, that's that's pretty good. I, I, yeah, probably I, one of the I, most... Ridiculous and yet truthful and thought provoking quotes from a president. <laughs> right? Here's another good one. You might have remembered this from history class. If this is coffee, please bring me some tea. But if this is tea, 
please bring me some coffee. <laughs> right. Whatever it is, let's switch this out. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Oh, I like this one, too, because this is very, very true. I have learned that only two things are necessary to keep one's wife happy. First, let her think she's having her own way. And second, let her have it. Any ideas? <laughs> um, uh, George Burns? <laughs> You're close. <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson. I'm so, I'm I'm confused. How was that close? <laughs> it wasn't. It's just Oh, you're trying to make me feel good. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, here's another good one. The separation of I like this one. The separation of church and state is a source of strength, but the conscience of our nation does not call for separation between men of state and faith in the supreme being. Any ideas? Oh goodness. Um David Barton? No. Lyndon B. Johnson. Again, yes, I used him twice. Oh, very good. Yep. I, I like that one. Here's another good one. Uh, this does, let's see, in matters of style, swim with the current. I like that. That's true. Uh, for the most part, I'm not going to make my face look like I went bobbing for tackle, but in matters of style... <laughs> You know oh, what no. I mean? Yeah. In matters, I know exactly what you mean. I've never heard that before. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's true. I we that's a whole show right there. In matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. Any ideas, Jim? Oh goodness. Um Ronald Reagan? You're close. Ronald Reagan knew Thomas Jefferson, but it was <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. You remember Ronald Reagan said uh uh, people take said something about his age or something. He says, well, Thomas Jefferson told me, you know, I think it was oh, Thomas. No. Yeah, he was joking. You know, Ronald Reagan could, could make a joke out of anything. But, yeah, that was Thomas Jefferson. So, all right, moving right along, Jim. Hey, um, what do you think about this recount that uh, Jill Stein is uh, doing on these uh, electoral votes? Or the or the uh, popular votes in let's say it's Michigan, Wisconsin, and uh, Pennsylvania, from what I understand. Have you heard about this? No, but in general, my I guess my response is for for a recount is if there was a real reason for it, that's fair enough. But just because they didn't get their way, well, I mean, I, qu quite seriously, because if it had gone the other way. They would have said, hey, live with it. Well, I think the motive is actually quite sinister myself because uh, they, from what I understand, the law in Wisconsin at least says they can do a recount if whoever is requesting a recount um, submits to paying for it. Well, so here she does. She sets up an account to get volunteers to send her money so she can help pay for this. And at the bottom, she says, uh, any any money that is left over after the count uh, will go towards the, uh, making sure that elections are done with honesty and integrity and to remove corruption. Well, I think that's a joke considering who it's coming from, which camp, the left camp, not the Jill Stein camp or the Hillary camp, but the left camp in general. And 
it's she's met her goal several times, and it's funny every time she meets the goal, the goal is increased. So I think the sinister reason behind it is somebody's pockets are getting lined. <laughs> I, that's all you know, because it's not going to change anything. There has been some speculation that it could discount the electoral college vote from those states when it comes time for the electoral college. I don't believe so. Uh, I I think the people in America, you know, not the I won't say the American people, but some of the people in America could do whatever they wanted to try to stop Trump from being president, and it's not going to happen. He is going to be your president. Just my take on it. Well, and when, quite frankly, when Obama got in office, what were we told? We were told the people of the United States have spoken. Yeah. Live with it. Right. Okay. And we did for eight All right. years. Yeah, and we have for eight years. So, you know, turnabout's fair play. You know, we, we, we've played this thing out. We've dealt with your party for the past eight years. And quite frankly, the American people have spoken. Deal with it. Yep. Yep. Just, uh, it, he's going to be president, I, which kind of reminds me. I, I see these people in the videos yelling and screaming, not my president, not my president. Well, if he's not your president, then that must mean you're an illegal alien. Guess where you get to go sometime within the oh, next four years? <laughs> so, of course, I'm being tongue-in-cheek with that, but... Well, well never mind. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, go there? I, no, I, I need to... Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shut my mouth. <laughs> yeah, maybe I ought. To I know that too, I know right? that's not the object on radio, but this is one of those times I really should. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's a story for you, Jim. This happened, I believe, in the UK. I've got the story up now as we speak, and I can't really tell from the story. It does mention the UK, but I've got a feeling this is like somewhere in Holland. I, I don't know. A 41 year old alcoholic has been euthanized. He has been given a lethal injection simply because he no longer wanted to live life as an alcoholic. He didn't have a terminal fatal disease. And when I say disease by that, I I realize that some people say, well, alcoholism is a a disease. It's the only disease you can purchase in a bottle. Right. It's the only disease that you took the first step to get um, as far as... You know, you you made the choice. People get cancer. They people, and the argument could be made. Well, you can purchase a cigarette and get cigarettes and get cancer. That yes, but you can get cancer without the cigarettes too. You can't get alcoholism without the alcohol. Right. So, um, this guy, I I just don't. Is your life so pathetic that I I just don't understand this? Here's here's my take on this because I I get that a lot of these people are. Non-Christians and a lot of people hold to the belief that once you're dead, you're done. That's it. You're you're. There's no no existence, no spirit, no soul, no existence. Why would you risk an eternity that you're not 100% sure of? Why why would you risk that by wasting a life of certainty uh, as far as locale? You know what I'm trying to say there? Right. Right, right. I mean, yeah. I, just, I, I guess, I guess where I where I personally would go with it would be, okay, if if at some point, people normally people who 
are advocating suicide um, for themselves are people who generally consider themselves moral people. I'm not saying I agree. I'm saying this is what they consider themselves. That, that somehow quality of life is so low that the compassionate, the moral thing to do is to let these people end their suffering. Okay, but what about placing value upon the gift of life when so many are fighting for their life and you're literally going to throw it away? And what about the suffering that they're going to step into? Agreed. They're not considering that. I'm I'm confining my logic to, to something their way that of might thinking. Act, yes, to their way of thinking. You objectively are correct. It wouldn't impact them. I mean, unless they're they're on the on the fence about it, and then they might right. You know, they they might consider it. But the gift of life, life itself, is so precious that for anybody, for any, any but the most extreme reason to to just give up on life and for something as as ridiculous as this right i'm sorry um why don't you why don't you find it within your pain to cure the disease you suffer from yeah not just in yourself devote yourself if you think that this is that bad why don't you devote yourself to coming up with a real solution that will actually work for other people. And now your pain has been given meaning and purpose, and you've contributed to the world instead of simply, selfishly, flushing the gift of life and impacting no one. Yeah. I don't have any respect for that thought process. Even if you take it outside of a, a a spiritual perspective, which yours it being correct, even if you take it outside of that, it's still morally bankrupt. Right. Yep. There. You know. There's a lot of people that have. I, I'm just. I, I love my. I, my life is sometimes miserable at times, like everybody else is. Um. But I I have told my family members, don't you dare ever pull the plug on me. I don't care if I've been comatose for 16 and a half years. You know, I don't pull the plug on me. And I know that sounds selfish. You know, what about the, you know, yeah, I hear about, what about the expense and stuff? I hear about people that have these DNR um, orders. You're familiar with them, right? Oh, do not resuscitate yeah. orders? Well, yeah, well, I have a DWBR. Uh, okay. Yeah, darn well better resuscitate. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's mine, DWBR. So, um, I, I'm just that way, and, and I say that kind of tongue in cheek. Of course, I don't want my family to to be burdened with uh, me, um, you know, lingering, 16, on. lingering on sixteen and a half years and then paying the expenses for me to do it. Hey, if they've got the money, please. But you know, <laughs> I'm kind of on the fence about that myself. So. But yeah, I that's how I feel about it. I don't think I could ever sign a, a, a do not resuscitate. I don't think I could. Not at this point in my life anyway. So any final thoughts on that topic, Jim? Jim? I mean, this inside of our circles this isn't a particularly popular No, it's not. thought process, but there are certain there are certain diseases that are barring a miracle Sure. Terminal. Yep. Um, 
I picked up bodies for 30 different funeral homes for four and a half years. And among the people that I picked up, some of them were suicides. Um, and I deliver them to the funeral home of, of the family's choosing. Um, I remember one in particular where a gentleman had a, uh, had pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Um, at this point in our history, pancreatic cancer is incurable. Not only that, but pancreatic cancer is, 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 is not a great way to go. Well, I've, I've seen people die of cancer, uh, esophageal cancer and others and, Cancer in and in and of itself is just a terrible, terrible disease. Anyway, it's happy yeah. hour right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So let's let's move along, Jim. We got a lot of uh, information to cover. Here's a really weird one. I, I didn't think the public schools did uh, corporal punishment anymore, but they do, I guess. Okay. Some of them, yeah. Corporal punishment will will I guess a corporal, not capital. Uh, we were threatened with capital punishment when I was in school, but uh, no. Right? I'm uh, going to kill you. You're right. So uh, in Alabama, a middle school student, which here in New Mexico, that's like uh, sixth grade, I think. Uh, a middle school student was paddled because simply he, he wrote one word on the classroom blackboard. The word was Trump. Oh, great. Yeah, apparently the school said it was in violation of the school rule barring students from speaking about the election. The rule uh, held place any time except during history class. But all he did was write the word on, on the board, and they, they gave him corporal punishment. So much for free speech. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine? I, I, okay, let's, it's t let's, let's have a little fun here, Jim. Okay. From kindergarten to 12th grade, how many times did you get paddled by a school official? Oh, goodness. Dear. I can't even tell you. You can't I, count or you don't remember? A lot. Okay. A lot. Well, and and here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. 99 times out of 100? You deserved it? <laughs> no. It was because I was being bullied and the, and the school had a zero-tolerance policy. Oh. And because... Oh yeah. So after, after I got bullied, and and slapped around, I got to go get us go get a paddling for it. You were a member of the Kindergarten Christian League of Kung Fu Assassins, weren't you? Yes, yes, I <laughs> yeah. was. I no, I wished. I how how do you how do you think I got I got the, uh, not the skills in the first place, but but the attitudes that I do about bullies. Yeah. That 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 was how is I did every time I got a beating. I got two of them. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yep. So, dude, Jeff was it Jeff Foxworthy or Bill Engall used to say, you know, you know, parents can be so silly, like we don't hit, you know, smack your kid in the face, we don't hit, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy stuff. I got paddled twice that I remember. Once was in kindergarten, and once was about seventh grade. Um. The one in kindergarten was uh, uh, the one in in kindergarten was basically because I could not remember. I was having trouble learning the sounds of the alphabetic. Um, you know, a a is for apple. Sounds like a. Ah. I was having tr trouble learning those, and for some reason, at least this is how I remember it. I got sent to the principal's office for a paddling, and I could be way off. I was so. 
long ago that uh, I could be way off on that. The other time uh, was, of course, I went to a, a Christian high school, uh, Christian school. I was a, Actually, I think I was in middle school when this happened. Just an accumulation of too many what they call demerits. You're familiar with demerits, aren't you, Jim? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, we even had those at that... Uh, you know the the village we uh, that shall remain nameless, uh, right? The, the ones we don't speak of. <laughs> so those of whom we do not speak. Yeah, that's an M M Shalom Knight. Is that his name? Reference the village. That's a M great Knight Shyamalan. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I never could say his name, so he's the one I don't speak of. But anyway, yeah. So uh, those were uh, those were the two that I got. Probably could should have deserved more. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember much about it. But uh, yeah, kid gets spanked for writing the word Trump on the board. Crazy, crazy stuff. Here's crazy. This just came out. I read this today. An Oregon school, Oregon school district, has removed Santa from the school, uh, not allowing teachers to reference him or put pictures of him in the classroom because they say, and this is crazy, Santa is a religious figure. Hmm. What religion are they reading about? Well, if... You got any thoughts? Do you think Santa's a religious figure, Jim? Let's put it this way. Santa Claus as a character has become so unreligious that the actual Saint Nicholas would roll over in his grave. Right. So it's so... He is so divorced from what Christmas is supposed to be that it's ridiculous. Why? This is, you know, let's just go back to the part where the kid that wrote Trump uh, gets, gets to get paddled, and this makes about as much sense. Right. Right. Yep. So, yeah, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. This, I'll tell you what, if, if somebody had told me 10, 15, even five years ago, some of the current events that we'd be going through today... Uh, even in small town, rural America towns and stuff, I said, you're crazy. You know, what are you writing, a science fiction book or, you know, like Fahrenheit? Wh uh, what was the name of that movie? where they 451 the or something? Yeah, where they burned the books, you know. Right. Uh, that Which was, I enjoyed that movie. I saw it a long, long time ago. Things are just crazy. Here's a guy, Jim. If you were accidentally locked in a jail cell, just accidentally, and you were able to get out after 32 hours... Would you chalk it up as a simple mistake uh, on on the part of of the jail administrators, the people running the facilities, or would you be mad as all get out and sue for six hundred thousand dollars? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it would really depend on what the circumstances were that put me there. I mean, if it was like an honest case of uh, mistaken identity, hey. Well, the other guy we it, were looking looking for, his name happened to be James Nelson as well, and wow, um, well, you even, actually look a lot alike. There's something called the good faith clause. If you're arrested and it's in good faith that the officers are doing the right thing, there's not so much liability there. But this isn't even that. A man who was mistakenly imprisoned for over a day uh, has received a $600,000 settlement in July of 2014 for Red Polk, went to the Cook County Jail in Chicago. I've been there. As a visitor, um, well, as an official, <laughs> let me put it that way. He went there. Could you clarify? Right. He went there to visit his son. He was directed to a specific visiting area, 
and when he walked through an open door, the door slammed shut behind him. It turned out the room was supposed to be used for visitors of super-maximum security prisoners and was not open on weekends. Seeing a camera mounted on the wall, he thought he could alert the guards quickly. I see the camera up there, so I figure I'll get into a little trouble. I start waving my hand, kicking on the door, making noise. Nothing happened. The cameras didn't work. He was there 32 hours, and the only reason he got out, he had the brilliant idea to break a sprinkler head on the ceiling, and he flooded the room, which set alarms off. So, the jail officials, they sound like they were pretty gracious. They said, uh, one of them said, we're, uh, as we said at the time of the, this very unfortunate incident, we're very grateful Mr. Polk was found safely. We are pleased that this matter has been resolved. I bet he's... I'd stay 32 hours for $600,000, but I wouldn't seek no. it. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I would... My, Find my, yourself in the wrong place in a prison and get stuck there for any amount of time? No, here, here's... Um, I um, wouldn't... The thing is, I wouldn't think to sue for $600,000. This is what I'd think. Okay, I missed two days of work. Mm, <laughs> round that off to what I make. Um, my family was worried about me. Chalk on another three or 400 Yeah, we're good to go. Let me have one of those trays of uh, grilled cheese sandwiches before I go and give me a couple of thousand, and, and we're good. Not 600000 Now, that being said, that's what I my first initial thought would be. Now, if they came up to me and said, Oh, Mr. Kurtman, we're so sorry this happened. Here's a check for $600,000. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll oh, take yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would have. That'll, that, that'll about take care of I it. I would have been you. happy with three, but, you know, I'm not saying anything now at this point. So, yeah. I, I'd have one of those moments where I would think that this is my lucky day, you know? And um, it makes me wonder if it's not worth a trip to find somebody in the Cook County Jail and go pay him a visit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Kind of. Are you? Yeah, I am. I'm kidding. I've so should the- I go get myself thrown in for something yeah. minor? Well, yeah, the problem is, I'll be in there for 32 hours. You might be in there for 32 years. You know, I don't know. <laughs> have, you ever been, have you ever driven by the Cook County Jail? No, I have not. It is huge. As Donald Trump would say, it's huge. Um, it is unbelievable. It's like a city within a city. A dweem within a dweem. There you go. Oh, no. <laughs> um, love. Yeah, we, too love. Yeah, right? Be banging on the window, breaking the sprinkler head. I am the Dread Pirate, Roberts. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> uh, so, it's just the name that's required to instill that's right. the correct amount of terror. Yeah. Yep. So... But yeah, uh, it's it's big. I, w- I went in there one time. You know, I was an extradition agent. And they would schedule us to go pick up prisoners at different county jails and transport them to different places. And uh, they would always schedule us go into Cook County Jail, pick somebody up, and they would schedule us. They would schedule us every hour was into detail, and they would give us thirty to forty five minutes to pick somebody up at the Cook County Jail. Every time we went there, we were there at least two and a half hours. So the rest of our schedule got thrown off. But that wasn't the only jail like that, too. I've been to the Detroit City Jail before, too. That was an that was an interesting place. Where the weak are killed and eaten. You Literally, and by rats. I, I, oh, wow. Yeah, I was standing at the uh, booking desk one time, waiting for them to bring somebody out. And out of the corner of my eye, on the floor, I see movement. I saw a rat as big as the, from my elbow to my the tip of my finger. Could not believe it. I'm... I'm sure things are much better now in the wonderful, beautiful city of Detroit. 
I was waiting for that. So, anyway, wow, let's get into some gravy, shall we? Gravy? Gravy. I, who doesn't like gravy? Some. Oh, I thought you deleted everything in the gravy tracker, but it's there. Sad news for me, Jim. Real oh. sad news. Yeah. The creator of the Big Mac has passed away. Moment of silence. Right. Long enough. Long enough. You're right. <laughs> to, could, do you know the song? To all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on sesame seed bun. Give the man a lady in the balcony. There, I got to say it again Whoa. one time. Yeah, that was really good. People say that the Big Mac is not healthy, but think about this. This man ate one every day uh, for his entire life from since the time he created it, and he lived to be 98. Now, nearly 50 years after the first Big Mac went on sale, its creator, Michael Delegati, has passed away. So, I love the Big Mac. My, uh, I, I got to tell you my Big Mac story. I was very, very young. I think I had just turned five. We were in a McDonald's. I had never had a Big Mac. And I asked my dad, because I seen the commercials. You know, the commercials were real popular in the 70s. Can I get a Big Mac, Daddy? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll get you a Big Mac. And of course, I hear my mom in the background, you know. Randy, no, he's only five. <laughs> you know, So I ate a Big Mac. My dad just sitting back probably laughing at me eating this Big Mac, and I finished it. Do you want another one, son? <laughs> oh, no. Mom's about to have a Big Mac attack herself, or a heart attack. So I ate two that day. And unfortunately for me, every time I eat a Big Mac, I seem to want to eat two of them now. I don't. Oh, no. I don't always because I'm watching my diet now, which is going pretty good. But, watching uh, your girlish figure. My girlish figure. Hey, I. Hey, you know, people say you need to get in shape, and I'm. The last time I checked, round is a shape. <laughs> so, just kidding. I'm, you ready for my Big Mac story? Yeah. I was five years old at Troy Union Elementary School, and somebody. It, it, these teachers thought that it was hilarious that at five I could say. Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. And they were, they would go get their friends, other teachers, come to my <laughs> class, pull me out of class into the hallway so that I could say that for them. Jim, do it again. Do it again, Jim. Do, it again. do, do, do the thing. Do the Did thing. Did you sing it? Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame I'm, seed bun. I think it was something I might, like that. I might have. Yeah. I don't remember if I did or not, but I could, I could, I could rattle that stuff off. Yeah. Do you like the Big Mac sauce? I do. Well, here, I, I'm going to put this on the blog, but I've got the recipe for, I think it's the, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the original, but it's a knockoff of the Big Mac sauce. Half a cup of mayonnaise, two tablespoons of French dressing, four teaspoons of sweet pickle relish, one tablespoon of finely minced white onion, one teaspoon of white sugar, one teaspoon of sugar, no, I'm sorry, one teaspoon of white vinegar and one teaspoon of sugar, and an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. Mix that all up together, you got a knockoff Big Mac sauce. See, you're giving away the nuclear secrets now. I have the keys. Right. But you have to put, you know, I put one in, you put in another, we have to count to three and turn at the same time before the Big Mac sauce blows up. <laughs> so, I like Big Macs. I do. I, I, growing up, what kid didn't love McDonald's, right? You... McDonald's French fries are like crack. Do you? I wasn't expecting that word to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have them. Lots of salt. Yep. Give me the ketchup. Right. I got the DTs. I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Oh man, you remember Burger Chef? 
I do remember Burger Chef. Yeah, I, remember that... I always got the kids' meals with like the fold-up tray thing that held your burger. Yeah, the, the tray. tray yeah, cut apart and have toys that you could like make out of the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, yeah. You know they still sell that stuff on eBay, old Burger Chef what? stuff. Yeah, you can buy no old kidding. Big Mac boxes from the seventies on eBay. Why would anybody want that? Dried cheese in the bottom and everything. Why would anybody want that? <laughs> Who collects that stuff? And and where shall we put them? That's the next question. Right? Right. Yeah. In, uh, into therapy. Right. Speaking of food, did you cook a turkey this year for Thanksgiving? I did not, but I had, I no. had turkey provided for me. Oh, well, that's different. You had turkey. Yes. Did you get yes. to take any leftovers home? I have leftovers. Okay, because I was going to say, it's not really I Thanksgiving do. unless you have no. leftover turkey the next day. And we've talked about this before. The best way to eat leftover turkey is on a sandwich with tomato and mayonnaise, or better yet, horseradish. Mir- I, I, a miracle I, whip, I, yeah. I like to miracle whip on my on my turkey sandwich. I got to tell you, to me, miracle oh. whip, mayonnaise, those two words are synonymous. It's to me, they are. It's, what, growing up, I always had miracle whip. Uh huh. My kids got into. Uh, mayonnaise, and, and as a kid, I couldn't stand Miracle Whip. I, I couldn't stand mayonnaise. They can't stand Miracle Whip. I'm like, really? Oh no! I am the father. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, you no, shall enjoy. You 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 will eat this and you will like it. No, I don't do that to them. But it, it just was weird to me. I'm going. Who doesn't like Miracle Whip? Right. Right. Well, you know, you think of leftover turkey. And you think of one thing, turkey sandwiches the next day, right? Um, found a website for 11 different ways to do leftover turkey. Um, some of it looks pretty good. Leftover turkey carcass soup. Yeah, it's called turkey carcass soup. Oh, yeah. oh. Turkey cherry and almond pasta salad. That looks pretty good. Here's one called quick turkey chili. That looks pretty good. Thanksgiving turkey pot pie. Turkey fried rice with sriracha gravy. Hey, there you go. That's right up your alley, Jim. Shiracha. Yeah. Um, and here's something I can't even pronounce. Easy slow cooker turkey tetrazzini. Looks like it's got rice in it or something. Actually, it came pretty close to saying it right. Did I? Oh, so you're familiar yeah. with this. Uh, tetrazzini, yeah. What is tetrazzini? Uh, other than being able to tell you that it's some sort of pasta, okay. I don't know the first thing about it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not some sort of pasta. I'll put a link up to this, too. It's from TB... Not- uh, tablespoon.com. Pretty good. Looks Not pretty to be good. confused with Tortellini. Tortellini. Um, that's an Italian actor from The Godfather, I think. No, I'm just kidding. I could have been somebody. That's, oh, that's pretty good, Jim. I could have been a contender we have instead a, of a bum. We have a guy I work with. Looks just like Marlon Brando from The Godfather. Looks exactly like him. Scary. So, uh, let's see. What else do we have up here? Oh, uh, did you hear about this? About the new updates to the iPhone. You probably haven't because you're an Android fellow. Um, the new updates, they say, will drain your battery faster than anything. Um, so I have refrained from doing my update. I'm not going to do it. I need my battery, Jim. Right. I, there's nothing more frustrating in this world to me when I go to make a phone call and it says low battery shutting down or whatever it says, you know, going into power safe mode or whatever, and you can't make your phone call. Do you do you, do you carry one of those um, 
Those little cheap battery, rechargeable batteries that you plug your phone into just in case. Have you seen those? Actually, oh yeah, no, no, no. Those are one? those are awesome. Only, I, you know, I was kind of trying my way around some of them. We got this store up here called the Micro Center. Uh huh. It's a a computer supply store. Right. And they ended up having the best one of those batteries. It's a little bit thicker, and the dimension the other dimensions are about the same as my uh, my phone. Right. But it's a little bit thicker. And for twenty bucks, I can actually get several full charges, yeah, off of one of those. I I I got on Wish and I bought a cheaper one that's got like a solar panel on it, and those don't work nearly as well. And I got one at Big Lots for like five bucks, and it's like, eh, it'll it'll get you out of a jam. But no, 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 uh, those are those are great. You just gotta shop around and find the best well, one for you. You mentioned Wish. How many products have you purchased from Wish? I'm going to guess in the neighborhood of a half a dozen. Are you happy with the quality of those products? <laughs> um, Are they mediocre? Are they good? There's certain things that I've been happy with, and there's other things that I haven't. Like, I, I did try to buy some uh, uh, a set of Bluetooth headphones. Right. Completely I, non-functional. I think I remember you trying those out at one point. Um, I did get a I did get a gaming mouse. How was that, that? I'm very that I'm very happy with. Oh, okay. Um, I've I've bought a we, couple of things from there, and so far yeah. overall quality. I bought a mouse for Seth, and I bought some of these little clip-on lenses that you put on your iPhone to magnify or do a fisheye lens or whatever. Not real pleased with either of those products, but I do see stuff on there that I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I'll maybe I'll place that order. I'm real. They've got some really cool. Um, the, yeah, the some jackets, men's jackets on there that look awesome, but the problem I'm told is every all the clothing on there is made for, um, well, quite frankly, it's made for little Japanese people, and, and um, I'm not one of them <laughs> to say the least. Everybody that orders say, you know, if you order the large and you know you're an American large guy, you're you're getting a small. So I'm kind of leery about buying a jacket on there, although they look really cool. There's uh, another app related to Wish called Geek. Have you seen that one? I have. When I when I realized that the uh, the products were identical, yeah, I just nah, I'm done because yeah, they, I don't see I, I don't see any differences in the prices or in the products. I think it's the same company. They get hey, I know a way we can make more money. Let's create another app. You know, if they Let's don't want to go to we're this in competition one, yeah, with right. ourselves, yeah, exactly. So. Um, we'll beat anybody's prices. Yeah. Including our own. What? Right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Hey, are you, f we've talked about EMPs on the show before. Are you familiar with what a Faraday cage is? In, Pretty in, much. in simple concept, it's basically a bag or a box or a garage or whatever that you can put something into that's electronic that if it gets hit with an EMP, it supposedly will protect it from being destroyed. Yeah, the cage picks up the. Mm -hmm. uh, well, maybe we should back up just a smidge, back and up. explain what it, what an EMP is. Well, electromagnetic pulse. It's something that we have been told that, like China, could attack us with. If they attack us with it, potentially the, our entire electrical grid will go down, not for days, not for weeks, not for months, but for decades, possibly. Right. It it would be the worst. It's right up there with, you've seen the zombie movies Walking Dead. 
it is the yeah. realistic version of an uh, apocalypse that would be put on the same scale. And and just for grins, before you get into your Faraday cage yeah. conversation, um, there are natural there are natural EMPs. Oh yeah. Um, back in the 1800s, I guess there were some scientists somewhere that were paying attention to the radio emissions of the uh, of the sun. Uh huh. And there was a sufficient pulse that went out. They were able to measure it. There was a sufficient pulse that went out that, of course, they didn't know this at the time, but they were able to measure it in terms that we're able to understand today. If that same pulse had happened today, it would have set us back to the 1800s. Oh, that doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. I, I, w- I think I would almost, kind of, in one sense of the word, like to live in a culture like that. However, setting us back to the 1800s today would not be like living in the 1800s. It would be technology-wise, but you're talking about kill or be killed, um, where it wasn't that that attitude wasn't prevalent back then. So, uh, well, people were a lot more self-sufficient apart from technology then. So, and they're I mean, they would go out of their way to help each other too. Sure, there's that. Yeah. So, um, anyway, a Faraday cage is one of these little devices. You can actually buy small versions of them on uh, Amazon, <clears throat> which, I, you know, they say they advertise them. You put your cell phone in it or put a two-way radio in it or a small laptop. Okay, that's all well and good, but all those things are reliant on cell phone towers, uh, internet, repeater towers. All that's going to be out the window. So, yes, you'll have a device that will work so much as it will work in and of itself, but it will not work uh, having to be hooked up or connected to a secondary service. But anyway, they're available. You can buy them. I thought that was interesting. So, uh, let's see. Jim, uh, you got anything you want? We, we're, we're coming close. we got about seven minutes left. Uh, do you have anything you want to cover real quick? Nothing springs to mind. No, no. Well, let's do this. Um, I'm gonna. One of the things we did not cover last week were the apps. Have you played around with any apps lately? Besides, I'm the, trying to think. Okay. Um, I mentioned Robinhood earlier. I don't know if I mentioned this I, on the show. Go ahead. Actually, I just downloaded. Um, I just downloaded Robinhood. Yeah. Oh, you got it for Android. Well, I just just did what since we've been recording. Oh, okay. Uh, but the uh, actually, you know what? I did I did get a new app uh, yeah. this week. What'd you get, Jim? Um, I I pulled my guitar out, I think and I, I got it's say. called Guitar Tuna. Tuna. Tuna, like tuna fish. Yeah. And and actually, it worked. It worked really really well. It was its controls were very intuitive. And I think that's probably the fastest. It's it's free. I think that's probably the fastest I've ever uh, tuned my guitar. I've used those. They're really, really good. I, I have a guitar, too, that I play. Um, I find it a lot easier to tune it with a tuner, but, with, or with in your case, with a tuna. <laughs> <laughs> right. With, uh, I, I'm curious, Jim, are you proficient in tuning it without any secondary device by ear? Not proficient. I used to know. I know it's like 
fifth fret, fifth fret, fifth fret, fourth fret, fifth fret. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, but to tell you which direction to go on that, no, I'm drawing a blank. I know I could look it up, but I know there's a way that it can be done and roughly what it is. What kind of guitar do you have? You know what? It's some no-name brand one that looked pretty but and sounded decent from Guitar Center. I got that guitar. <laughs> yeah. It was mine's like cobalt no, blue. Mine's a Sears and Roebuck. It's black with white trim. It looks like an acoustic guitar that Elvis would have played. My wife got it for me for Christmas one year. And I have nice. worn that thing out. It's an acoustic Electra actually. I've actually uh recorded a couple of albums with it uh back when I was recording a lot of gospel music. So, yeah, um, that's a cool app. So you downloaded Robinhood. Are you going to play with that some sometime? I'm going to fiddle with that. I, I got it, you know, because I, I just downloaded it while we were on the phone. Okay. I haven't had a chance to play with it. But well, what you got to do, you got to get your um, account number and your um, your routing number, and you've got to uh, link that to it, link that to it. And then you you can take money out of your account and put it into your Robinhood account and then use that account to invest with. And then once you've invested and saved up, you can transfer that money back to your bank account if you want, or you can just keep investing it. I I got dry ships a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if I talked about this. Did I talk about this on the show a couple uh -uh. of weeks ago? Dry ships was a stock that I had bought. I I think I paid around thirty six cents a share for it. I had bought, I think I bought ten or twenty shares. I should have bought a hundred and kept them. I sat on it for about two weeks. Wasn't really doing anything, so I sold them at thirty-eight cents a share, made a two cent profit. Right. Three weeks later, that stock went up at one point. I think it was right around one hundred and fifteen dollars a share. I was Oish. kicking myself in the head. If I if I'd have bought a hundred shares at thirty-six cents a share, less than forty bucks, and waited till it hit its peak. I would have had over $10,000. Oish. Yeah. I think of how many Big Macs you could oh, buy no. for 10 th I could feed my city Big Macs for a day. You had to go there, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> so, free Big Macs. It's on the rich guy. He's only rich for today because he's buying Big Macs. <laughs> for everybody, right? Right. Um, for those, here's another way that people can listen to us on another app. Nobex Radio. Um, it's a radio listening device. I really like it. Uh, pretty soon, we'll have a Nobex app. I'm working on it that is just for the Big Basin Radio. Um, we developed one for Leading Edge Radio Network. Hello, folks listening through the Leading Edge Radio Network. I, I helped develop one for them. I'm going to develop one for the Big Basin. Here's another app. I like Robinhood because I can watch my stocks, but I, I can set up different windows uh, to watch different kinds of stocks in this app. It's Stocks Tracker Real Time. Uh, that's iPhone. I don't know if it's on Android yet. Um, but anyway, there's an, and one final app I'll talk about. I haven't had a chance to try it, although I sent a friend of mine an invitation to try it with me. Haven't heard back from him. <clears throat> it's for an app called Google Duo. Did, do you remember getting that app invitation, Jim? I don't remember getting that. Okay, I'll have to send it to you again. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> one good cough deserves another. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll have to try that and, and report back. It's probably not something I would keep, but it might be for some people. So we'll try that and come back to you all and, and let you know, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down.
So, um, you ever watch the Kim Commando show or listen to her podcast? I have in the past. I have not recently, though. She's a smart lady. Yes, she is. She is. I, I wish I had a st- half the knowledge and half the money she's got, probably. Good stuff, though, if you like to learn about technology. I used to listen to technology podcasts all the time, and there's very few that have stuck with that throughout the years. Hers is one of them. She does a great show. I would. I, I, there are so many things I'd like to do, Jim, in different areas of podcasting and, and different things and um, creating content for various other networks. It's that darn full-time job that's just tying me down. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. I just, man, I can't do anything. That eight hours a day kills out the other 16, pretty much. Right. So I was uh, watching a video clip of Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about, you know, sleep six, work eight, and then you've got, you know, whatever's left. Do, you know, work out, go to the gym, meet your goals. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do right after I sleep eight hours or ten. I don't ever sleep ten hours. Don't ever do it. Hey, I just looked at the time, Jim. It's time for us to say goodnight, or good morning, or good day, or adios. So, I will let you have the last word, because I got nothing. <laughs> Dos vidanya. Y'all have... I'm gonna... Good grief. I can't... I can't let you have the last word, <laughs> I hope... I'll, I'll, let's start over. Here, here's my word. I hope God richly blesses all of you, and you have a great day, a great week. And remember that Jesus Christ is the reason for the season that's coming up. God bless America. Now, Jim, your turn. Arrivederci.